And now, on location from Burrowing Owl Estate Winery, it's BC Food and Wine Radio and the Great Escape. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Welcome to our latest On the Road show. It's our South Okanagan Valley Oliver Asilius Grape Escape, and we're live from Brewing Owl State Winery. Big shout-out to our Asilius friends listening on Bounce Radio and Oliver Asilius in Princeton, and our guest is uh, none other than the founder and proprietor, Jim Weiss. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to uh, see you again. It's fantastic <laughs> to have you here with us, and... Uh, uh, we couldn't be happier than sitting in this winery, which is now is, is it now thirty years old? Uh, well, close. The restaurant where we're sitting is not thirty years old, but mm-hmm. yes, it was just about nineteen ninety three. So we're just one yeah. year short of thirty years that we bought the property here. Yeah. Were and you crazy or? I, 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 looking <laughs> back, I say no, but at the time, <laughs> at the time, it was uh, everybody thought we were crazy. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, don't forget the there was not a lot of popularity with BC wines and. Yeah. Even yeah. red wine, growing red wine in the South Okanagan was, was uh, uh, something people laughed at. Exactly. So, But uh, my wife and I had always loved wine, and that when we traveled, we always focused on wine regions. And so this seemed like a little bit of a, yeah. a crazy thing to do. But on the other hand, there was some encouragement from the point of view that the prices of land at the time were, were very affordable. And yeah. uh, yes, it was a risk. And I suppose the other thing we did was uh, we went right to the Big Reds. Right off the bat, we mm-hmm. had advice from, uh, you know, our Richard Cleave and Robert Goltz, who are terrific at getting, getting us getting started. Getting vineyards and up, yep. Richard had a small growth of Cabernet Sauvignon in his backyard. Mm-hmm. That was enough for us to plant, you know, 30 acres. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah it was, uh, I mean, people maybe don't understand. It was a it was a big deal to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, and they always ask me about Burrowing Owls. Why that name at the winery? Well, what's the history there? Oh, that's it's actually a very local story. Uh, the Burrowing Owls, I, I'm learning more about them all the time, but they were declared extinct in the province in 1980. Right. And it was 1990 when the ministry chose the property just right below us. I mean, I, we're looking at it out there down the valley to um, to put in some artificial burrows. They, they traded mountain goats to Washington State with Washington State and got 30 or 40 Burrowing Owls from them. Yeah. They were still thriving down there at the time, and they put them in this uh, in this this area. Uh, the experiment sadly did not work, but they put a sign up right on the highway, which we still use as our entrance sign, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it told the sad story about the burrowing owl, and that's the sign we used to. Mm. We have to have a name for the vineyard. What do we call it? Let's call it burrowing owl. It wasn't wasn't a lot of thought went yeah. into it. It was kind of an original green thing to do uh, before green was in, well, <laughs> before any of us knew anything about being more green. You know, there's, it's, it's been uh, at one time we actually was that we're asked when we were going to build the winery uh, five years later whether we should stay with that name or not. And, right. And, and there's a marketing consultant was engaged at one point, and they didn't like the name. And we, I said, well, why not? And he said, well, it's hard to remember. It's hard to pronounce. I said, well, you know what? I, we kind of like it. I think we want to stay with it. Yeah. I'm glad we Good did. Good choice. I'm glad we did. Yeah. yeah. And you got greener over the years, too. Well, we, you know, I think that's part of, you know, we were, you know, part of our mantra, I suppose. I mean, the underground cellars are certainly a green thing to do. It's We don't have to pay for air conditioning. As you mm-hmm. know, in California, all the cellars are above ground. you got to air condition them. It's hotter than hell. Oh, excuse me. Maybe I should have the bad words on the no, radio. That's good. But you know, and then more recently, we've really got into the solar solar panels. This is a great part of the world for solar energy, and so we've invested fairly heavily in that sort of thing, and it's really working out nicely for us. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we're uh, we're excited to be here. We're going to talk to a bunch of people from Brewing Owl uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, over the next uh, uh, few hours here at Brewing Owl State. So, so we're going to explore uh, deeply uh, what just exactly what's going on here at the moment. Did they tell you what's going on once in a while? I try to keep in touch. Yeah, you know, we, are, a, we, we are semi-retired. I and, have a uh, feeling you do. <laughs> <laughs> keep in touch. Thanks for uh, okay. kicking off the show, Jim. Uh, look forward to chatting to you uh, later on. Uh, Jim Weiss, co-founder proprietor here at Burrowing Owl Vineyard. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're on our South Okanagan Oliver Soyuz Grape Escape. Up next, Kent McDonald, the winemaker here at Burrowing Owl Estate, joins us. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination, the Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15-park bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant are ready for spring. Featuring new exciting spring wine releases in the wine shop, along with delicious promotions in the Modest Butcher. Enjoy Burger and Blau Mondays, Tommy and Tannen Tuesdays, Happy Hour seven days a week, as well as the Modest Sunday Brunch, where sweatpants and sunglasses are encouraged. Spring is the thing at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Now... Back to BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Burrowing Owl Estate Winery. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Welcome to our South Okanagan Valley, Oliver, a city scrape escape. We're live from Burrowing Owl Estate Winery today. Uh, and a big shout-out to our Bounce Radio listeners in Salmon Arm Terrace, in Kitimat, our guests are Jim Weiss, founder and co-proprietor of Brewing Oil, and President Chris Weiss. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thank Chris. You. Uh, great to have you back. Uh, and we're going to start. We're going to we're going to move off of Brewing Oil for one second. You bought a winery while nobody was looking, and what what yeah. what's, what's going on? Did you not have enough to do? Well, that's what he keeps asking me. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, we that came up. Uh, Wild Goose came up. Uh, it did happen very quickly. Um, we weren't trying to be secretive or hide it or anything. No. But it just uh, it just was the way kind of time of year. But uh, that's that's what's going on. It was a great you know we know the we know the Krugers yeah, and wonderful kinda, people. Yeah, 
Hmm. Got the backstory, and it just made sense. Yeah. So how how does it fit in, or does it fit in, or you run it separately, or how how will it, how will that uh, roll out over time? Do you think? You know, I think we had a lot to bring to their uh, to their team uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, just some some knowledge or some some resources. Right. And uh, and it doesn't compete with what we're doing. It actually enhances uh, what we're doing by show, showing us perhaps some new ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. So it was a good fit, and but uh, it's on the way. We all drive home that way, so it kind of helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you get some riesling out of the deal. Riesling, yeah, yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think. I love how everybody's sort of expanding their knowledge in the Okanagan as time goes by, like second generation, you know, just so much more is happening. I don't know. You must be pretty proud of that, Jim, from starting out from scratch to to have it go this way now. Well, we are. Of course we are. It's uh, It wasn't perhaps in the original plan, but uh, as we got going a bit and it looked like it was going to work. Yeah. Uh, I won't call them the kids, but our children were... You know they're all living here now. Yeah, and involved in the wine business. So it's 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 been a wonderful yeah story, which was not part of the original plan. But but who cares? Yeah, Jim Weiss is the founder. His son Chris Weiss is the president today. Chris, we I was trying to get Jim to talk a bit about today something the new stuff here at Brewing Owl, a little bit more about the sustainability. We talked about the owls. What what, what can you tell us about the direction of the, the you know the greenness of this winery and what you've got planned and what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, um, the wineries always had that approach from the solar panels to the geothermal heat in the guest house. Um, we've always approached the vineyard from uh, from uh, environmental position first. Mm-hmm. So that hasn't changed dramatically. We're always addressing uh, small things, uh, in, like uh, can we do more? Uh, can we do more composting? Can we do? Uh, can we do less? Um, less nutrients or synthetic nutrients, uh, less sprays. We're very careful to monitor pests so that we're not trying to do anything just to get rid of them. We want to make sure that they give, they get a good chance to, to, uh, find some natural predators and yeah, uh, so, coexist. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim, do you hear from your customers that way too? Is it something that, that they appreciate? Well, I think so. I, I think so. Certainly the people that come here to the winery and see, I mean, the first thing they see is our solar structure in the middle of the parking lot. And some people don't get it right away, but when they realize what it is, they're, 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 they're certainly on side with it. Yeah. Um, I get the question, are you, how do you fit in with the other wineries in the region? And I say, well, I think we're pretty good in that score. You mm-hmm. know, we've, uh, as, as Chris is underlining there, we've, we've have had that as part of our mattress since the very beginning. It's, um, you know, and we're looking for new ways to other things we can do. Yeah. It all, basically, the bottom line is, though, it's about the wine. And uh, if it helps the wine, make the wine better. Sure. Uh, that's all good. Well, we were talking to Ken about a number of things about the wines, but I'm kind of interested in the vineyards, so the age of the vineyards, and what, what, what shape they're in generally. Like, you know, in, in Bordeaux, 30 years, they're pretty much done now. They ripped them out. Uh, same in California. We don't seem to have that issue here. What What do you see in terms of your vineyards, is it a slow replanting, or if we look at the the vines where we've planted the same, where we've replanted the same vine back, mm-hmm. it's about twenty five years, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be. It's just, it's some of it has to do with the fact that the vines, the way we plant them now, produce more crop. It's more efficient, right? It's a better, it's a better system. Yeah. So the economics just pay us to replant them 
But whether these ones will need to be replanted again at 25, mm -hmm. that's hard to say. What do you make of all this thing about organics and, and uh, people growing in a very natural, natural way? Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of uh, approaches, and we applaud them. They're, it's fun to see. The, the customer still seems to like the styles of the wines we're making. Mm -hmm. We're not going to change our direction, but uh, it's great to see these new approaches, and we're watching, and we'll certainly uh, take a stab at it if, uh, if it looks like there's some uptake. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was trying to decipher with Kent which wines people are like. You have a lot of wines, a lot of interesting wines that lead. Some people only have one wine that people talk about. You have several, uh, you know, the Cabernet Franc, the Meritage, uh, the Chardonnay. Uh, is it still? Are you still on that on that uptick with your customers? Well, we've really focused. I mean, we are focused on the Bordeaux Reds, and of course, we do the Syrah as well. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'd say uh, within that. Uh, group of wines um, we, we don't have uh, one that stands out as everybody's favorites I think yeah. it's pretty universal yeah which is kind of nice yeah yeah uh, <laughs> you're 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 running a lot of stuff here you have an inn you have a restaurant you have a winery uh, visitors are you working like seven days a week now <laughs> well, you bags and, and another my, winery bags and my right now we had the wind machines going last night so that sets my phone going all through the night but yeah uh, no you know it is busy when it's busy but this isn't it's not like this all year long I love skiing and mm -hmm. uh, it's a great business for skiing okay I tell that to kids all the time I say yeah. if you like to ski get into the wine business yeah um, but yeah so it's busy now this looks like a great place to toboggan in the winter if there's snow uh, no, just, just on that. the slopes. We've yeah, that. we got great pictures of Midgey out there cross-country skiing through there after mm -hmm. one year. We had a half a foot of snow in the wintertime. Yeah. What, uh, I was talking a bit about, uh, to Ken, about the Black Sage Bench, but what about the area itself? Everybody's sort of creating their own sub-zones. Well, the Black Sage Bench, is something going to happen with the Black Sage Bench that we don't know about? Or There is a group that's yeah. trying to... Uh, put together uh something of um a regional brand right and you know, you know i guess we'll see what happens with that you know we're on the we're on the group we we grow our grapes we the grapes that go into our wines don't just come from this yeah. vineyard they come from our vineyards and a soyuz too so right. how much it'll apply to our our wines is un unknown but we certainly are proud of the, the grapes that come from here they're a big part of what goes into our wines oh yeah yeah well, I'm sure so. They'll they'll want their own too at some point. I kind of like the village thing, anyways, or the town. I, I I really I know that I've gone on on that, but I think people like to know where the grapes come from, you know. Yeah. And then they can make up their own mind if it's different or it tastes better or not. But I think it's it's nice to have that separation now in the valley, and it's a it's incredible that you know you're making wine here and people are making wine 100 kilometers north in the same valley, completely different style wines. This is a very appealing place. The uh, the climate change is quite quite dramatic, yeah. north to south or south to north. And, you know, there's a plant we call, well, a black sage. It's actually antelope brush. It doesn't grow in Penticton. It, yeah. can't, it can't grow that far. That's only 30 kilometers away. Yeah. So it's interesting how these minute changes in the climate, will, the same applies to the grapes we're growing here. Yeah. Well, you bring it up. I call it the secret sauce. This this savoriness in South Okanagan wines is not done in very many places. Like I see it, I feel it or taste it in Bulgari uh, on the Italian coast, and I feel it at altitude in Argentina, and I feel it in the South Okanagan. And I think that's pretty nice company to be in. And I love the, 
I love how that can temper the fruit in the wine because obviously you can you can ripen anything. Even though in 1990 no one thought you could ripen anything here, and now it seems like there's no problem at all with the viticulture. That's right. Everybody's shaking their head. It's radio. No. You have to say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. It's uh, we do we've just planted Tempranillo. That's what that batch of milk cartons is up there. Okay. And uh, for that same reason, yeah, you can grow anything, and yeah. and that's a great one. We actually grew that uh, about five or six years ago. We pulled it out, but we did it as a small test batch, and the wines were great. Okay. But there was there was a little frost pocket, so yeah. Tempranillo cannot handle frost. So we bulldozed it. It's nice yeah. and smooth, and we expect those to do well. Okay, but yeah, you know there is uh, there is sort of a what's next uh, feeling to uh, to the whole grape growing scene around here. What yeah. else? What else could you grow that people will love? And it seems like people will will investigate anything now. Like you know, in the old days, if it wasn't Cab or Merlot, like we don't want to talk about it. But yeah, Tempranillo, uh, who knows what? Yeah, no, I think. Um, I think that uh, you know we're also uh, Viognier. I mean, that's a, it's a white wine grows like a red. Yeah. So that's we we're we're dabbling that. We've got a two acre block down in a that We love it grows, it grows well. It ripens well. And the question is, do we, do we expand that? Yeah. And that's, it's a white grape, but it's still. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, great to catch up with the two of you. Yeah. I, I, I wish you luck with 2022. Uh, it's got to be a better year for everybody in terms of opening up and. Hopefully, even the weather is more normal. Yeah. It'd be kind front. of fun. Yeah, yeah, every front. But you know, every year's different eh, in the wine business. So we don't it want is. any fires or any more heat domes. For yeah, you, for the time being. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Jim Weiss, uh, Winery President Chris Weiss. Uh, uh, thanks so much, uh, and thanks for hosting us here at Brewing Out. Yeah, it's a pleasure. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, coming up next, there's plenty more on the show. Uh, we're going to be joined by Hester Creek winemaker Mark Hopley. He's just going to come across the valley over from the uh, Golden Mile bench to talk with, talk with us today at Burring Isle State Winery. This is BC Food Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. It doesn't have to be alcohol to be rock and roll. It just has to be naughty. Bring the party with Naughty from Thompson & Scott. Beautifully crafted, organic, vegan, alcohol-free sparkling wines that have taken the drinks industry by storm. Beautiful bubbles. No alcohol, no compromise. So go ahead, get naughty. You've got nothing to lose but your preconceptions of what alcohol-free can be. Visit softcrush.ca for more details. Hello, this is Anthony Gismondi. This week, our Oliver Soyuz Grape Escape comes to you from Brewing Isle Estate Winery. While away, our entire team has had a fabulous stay at our home away from home host, the Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyus. If you're considering a South Okanagan getaway, plan a minimum two-night stay to take in all the area wineries, as well as numerous fun family destinations, including the Ankamit Cultural Center, the World of Miniatures at the Asuyus Desert Model Railroad, or to kayak, canoe, or paddle Skaha or Asuyus Lake. We especially love the Watermark Beach Resort for its family and pet-friendly atmosphere, not to mention the inspiring lake views, numerous walking paths, and sandy beach access. Your kids will spend hours in the large pool area, complete with water slides, while Mum and Dad will delight in the spacious outdoor patio of 15 Park Bistro, the resort restaurant, and a must-visit on your stay. The next time you're planning a South Okanagan getaway, consider the Watermark Beach Resort. For details on accommodations, go to watermarkbeachresort.com. 
Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries, and distilleries, and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Now, back to Burrowing Owl Estate Winery and the Grape Escape. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Don't believe me, just watch. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Welcome to our latest on-the-road show. It's our South Okanagan Oliver Associates Grape Escape, and we're live from Burrowing Owl Estate Winery on the Black Sage Bench. Our next guest is Mark Hopley. He's the winemaker from Hester Creek Winery. Uh, we can almost see, I think, across the valley from here, Mark, can we? Or? Yeah, no, we absolutely can, right around the corner. On the Golden Mile on the, Bench. On the other side, yeah. 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 How are you doing? I'm really well. Yeah. How, how about yourself? You look good for, what is it, a delayed start? You're just sitting around playing golf? or uh, Golfing, no. fly fishing when I can, but not, wow. a, not enough. Not enough. Yep. Not enough. Uh, well, uh, great to see you. I want to talk a whole, bud- whole bunch of other things uh, here. I'm going to start with Terrafina because sure. I happened to be there last night. Excellent. Uh, and had a, a, just a wonderful dinner. We had a fantastic uh, server as well. I'm not going to remember okay. her name, but she was... Adrian? Mm. Robin. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great job. She did a great job. And uh, the food was just was perfect. Excellent. The food really matched the wine. Uh, we actually tasted garlic. We're going to talk a bit about it today. But it, it, it was really just a great experience. And so, I love to hear that. Chef yeah. Adair Scott's doing a great yeah. job. He's killing it there. He's killing it. And he's also, I mean, he's all about the wine, the, the food wine pairings, and, yeah. and as is the whole winery. So. I think it's kind of nice to, to be a winemaker at a winery where there's a restaurant. And so you have this whole synergy of food and wine. I, I'll tell you what, whenever we have to do a dinner off-site and we're trying to pair, yeah, I'm going to be calling chef. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, I like that. So hospitality's back on. It looks 100%. like, uh, and uh, a lot of people doing reservations. What? 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 what yeah, is it a mix? So What's going on at? Uh, it's been Hester busy. Creek? So yeah. um, things have opened up. I mean, wine shops open every day. Yeah. Uh, Ten to five. Um, it's it's busy. We still have our. Uh, We've got our, we're, well, we're starting up again with our cooking classes, which we had our tutored style sit-down dinners with yep. Chef. So Chef Adair Scott will yep. do that. Uh, Roger Gillespie will host some also. But oh, it's wow. a nice way to sit down and just kind of go over our portfolio of wines with, and we say it's a cooking class. It's really more of a watching somebody cook and talk about the wines and, yeah. and, and enjoy it. So And Terrafina, uh, it's open now uh, uh, for dinner nightly. Yes. Uh, um, so right through till October, I think. Or... Yeah. So they're open as of May 1st, seven days a week for, okay. for lunch and dinner. So, yeah, it's kind of yeah. nice to ease back into uh, 
I mean, people are people are chomping at the bit to get out and travel, and we're mm-hmm. seeing that, and mm-hmm. it's just nice to welcome all the visitors back. So do you eat often there just to scare people, or you, <laughs> you sign not, up under a different I, name? Or I, I don't think of myself as that scary. Yeah. But, uh, no, <laughs> I, I do. We go, My wife and I, Sue, will go there, um, you know, when we can. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I'll just tell you a quick story. Last night there was a young couple in the restaurant, and they came over to say hello to me, and, uh, you know, blah, they really enjoy what I'm doing, this and that. But it right. was their first trip to the Okanagan, and they were, you know, you were on their list, the restaurant, and they were just having the best time. And I thought this is, like, to me, this yeah. is the, the winning equation, you know, to get young people come out 100%. and, and, and uh, you know, enjoy themselves. And uh, I always think, I look at it as... Um, I'm grateful that people come out. Like, think about all the wines you've tasted. I mean, you're yeah. you're different. You're going to go to a lot of wineries, yeah. but most people don't get to your front door. And when they do, they remember it, and that's an experience they're going to take home yeah. and, and think of it next time they're cooking or at their favorite liquor store. All right, enough baloney. Let's talk right. about 2020 okay. because everybody's excited. Now, you brought a wine from 2020, the Chardonnay, mm. uh, from Hester Creek. Uh, what what was so special about this year? Everybody's saying, got to get some. Well, I'll tell you what, 2020 was... Uh, last couple of vintages have been light as you know mm-hmm. so less crop smaller berries we mm-hmm. really had some intense flavors uh we made some investments at the winery in far as uh, sorting tables um so there's a lot more tlc going through we're doing a lot of whole cluster so chardonnay is 100 yeah. percent whole cluster more, more gentle extraction very gentle yeah. and uh honestly golden mile bench um this particular block is it's amazing fruit it really is and it's it's pretty easy to work with mm-hmm. so we're just trying the goal on this we want 100 percent french oak Okay. Okay. Uh, Forty-five percent in. You get five stars for that right off the bat. Five stars. Okay. Um, so we're basically forty-five percent oak. The the remainder is stainless. So the, the idea there, Anthony, is to keep that as you know the integration of the oak to not dominate the fruit. Yep. So you've got a little more elegance and, and hopefully a little more uh, food friendly. Nice lift. The freshness, the acidity, the citrus right off the bat. So you know that. Uh, Thank you. It, it's working well. Uh, and ageability, like this under screw cap, this is going to keep five to seven years without looking sideways, and after that, we'll see uh, yeah, how agreed. long it can go. But uh, Chardonnay is a, a special animal; it, it ages well, and, and it's so food friendly. But um, this, the, the new style that we've been doing for the past several years, has been all about mm-hmm. barrel fermentation, around forty-five yeah. percent, the remainder in stainless, so you're still keeping that fruit factor, yeah. which I think is critical. Okay, let's talk about now. Mr. Garland owns the joint, as I like to say. Yes, sir. Uh, now he has a wine named after him. He's a very humble dude. <laughs> Absolutely, he is. <laughs> He's probably horrified that there's a wine named after him, but we're not. <laughs> it, it took some coaxing, I think. Yeah. So let's talk about the Garland, because last night I had the 17. Now you brought the 18. What, mm-hmm. what is Garland, and how did, where does it fit in at, at, at the so, property? So we're known for the judge, right? Yeah, So the, the judge is more Merlot-driven. The mm-hmm. Garland, um, it's our big biggest wine that we make okay mm-hmm. so this is uh it's 100 percent from the estate it's 70 percent cabernet but it's framed the framework is the petit verdot and the malbec so mm-hmm. those three for me really pop mm-hmm. and uh it's it's meant to be you know the left bank versus right bank um so we wanted to differentiate between the two you're mm-hmm. going to see more newer oak in this anthony so mm-hmm. um and i think um hopefully it's more integrated so it's not oak dominant mm-hmm. um the fruit still shows yep but this is primarily from block seven and eight, which is our Cabernet Sauvignon block on the property. And uh, 
there's some older vines there. They, it does really well. And you throw in a little Petit Verdot, a little Malbec, and it's kind of a winemaker's delight because you can really play with those numbers. And just a little bit of Petit Verdot goes a long way. It's quite interesting wine because for me, well, first of all, it's a, it's a delicious wine, and it, it, it's got... It has it, it it has a muscular uh, thing going on in it, which I think, as you described with the varieties, but it has a couple things. It's not Napa. It's not it's not that rich and it's not that sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Bordeaux either because it has a savory character to it, which is more Okanagan like. So I, I think it's very complex for a young wine. Thank you. And I I it's very herbal for me. Yeah. it's got those real herbal notes that yeah. uh, for me that's. Very food friendly, and and for me that is the Okanagan. I say you know? savory because Sa- then you can put the price up an extra ten dollars. Herbal is always you know, <laughs> well. One one person's green is another person's green, but I like it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Really well done. So uh, this is the eighteen. Yes. So seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. How would you, if you were looking at those, are they? If I had to pick a year, yeah, twenty. 20. Yeah. I love 20. But we'll have to wait a while for that one. Yeah, a little bit, another another year and a bit. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean. Let's put it this way. Uh, 20 was, um, it was warm enough to fully ripen everything, but it also kept the acidity. So uh, a lot of 20 reds are coming out now, like the Syrah, our Syrah will be out uh, in the next few months. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those reserve wines that are aged for a year in barrel mm-hmm. are all coming out. And I think, in my mind, Anthony, I loved 14, I loved 20. Those would be two vintages that really jump at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and uh, now for people who want to get these wines, obviously you can go to the winery and get them. You can order them online. Uh, can you join a yeah. wine club, so, all that stuff? So or? Chardonnay is available through Wine Shop. It's available through our wine club okay, and through select licensees, so fine, fine dining establishments throughout the province. Right. Um, and basically, if, if you're looking for these wines, you can just visit our website, no matter where you happen to be, and, and we'll find a way to get them to you. Mm-hmm. And the Garland is, is basically winery, uh, online bench club and uh, these wines also as you know from last night are available at uh, Terrafina. At Terrafina yeah of course. Uh, I saw some stuff on YouTube about your winery. Um, He's looking at me. What is YouTube. he going to say? What, what, yeah where are we going? Yeah, here? I saw some videos. Did, uh, did you not oh. set up some some beehives uh, yes. on the roof? Yes we did. So chefs actually uh, He's been driving that bus, so we're yeah. trying to uh, use local bees, local honey, and we figured what better place than on our rooftop. Mm-hmm. So um, he's up there looking after those uh, those workers every day, especially through uh, the warmer season. But um, it's just cool. something else that we're trying to do, keep it local, keep it... Uh, you talk about a five-mile diet, this is more like a 50-meter diet. <laughs> Uh, and there's one with Mark Sheridan talking about a vineyard. Did he, did he not involve you in that? Uh, I haven't about seen a that. planting of a new vineyard in May oh, 2020. Yes, yes. yes. So yeah. there's um, we're definitely because you got old mines there. We a lot do. Of old mines. We do. But the reality is, a lot of our estate fruit goes to our, our higher end wines, like right. our select, our origin series wines. And um, as you know, we also have other other wines that are maybe uh, you know seventeen to twenty dollars. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is some of that does get sourced from other vineyards. But, um, yeah, we're we're trying to, It's as you know, it's been an interesting couple of years. Yeah. And uh, there's not a lot of vineyard property out there right now. It seems no, to be disappearing not. quickly. And it's expensive. Oh, yeah. It's it's next level right now. Mark, uh, by the way, it, that radio voice is Mark Hopley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were in the radio business. I, I was. I, I did. I worked in. I worked in country radio. I worked in uh, production. I worked in uh, rock radio for. Oh, that's where I met my wife. Out at, back at the mm-hmm. 
Pacific Radio Arts. You're going back a ways, though. Right? Yeah, well, now you're rocking the wines at Hester Creek. Well, we hope so. We're doing the best we can, and we've got some amazing fruit and, and an owner that gives us the tools to do the job. And like Keep it up. Thank you. Pretty exciting what's going on there, folks. If you haven't been there in a while, you, you should check it out. Mark Hopley's the winemaker at Hester Creek. You're listening to our Oliver Lasoya Scrape Escape. Up next, we're joined by Barkley Robinson. He's a winemaker from Road 13 Vineyards. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature. Liver Farms terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club and receive delivery of award-winning wines and new releases in spring and fall, plus early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Visit them this spring to taste in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. Claude de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Claude de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Take Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the city and relax in the beautiful South Okanagan. Get outside and enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region. You'll find over 180 of BC's finest wineries. From the Naramata Bench to Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitsouthokanagan.com. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Now, back to BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Burwing Owl Estate Winery. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Welcome to our latest on the road show. It's our Oliver Asilius Grape Escape live from Brewing Owl Estate Winery on the Black Sage Bench. Uh, but we're heading over to the Golden Mile Bench. Our guest is Barkley Robinson. He's a winemaker from Road 13 Vineyards. Barkley, how are you? Fantastic. Thanks Great for to have you me. back. Yeah. You look pretty good for a guy going through a renovation. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
It's not with your. It's not with a uh, you know a partner or anything. It's just with a winery, so it's probably less stressful. Not really, but it's always stressful. But that's all. Always good. It's, yeah, change is good. And uh, so, road thirteen. Just sort of quickly, what what will people? It's. I mean, it's not going to happen in, at the moment. But what what kind of things will happen? Uh, we're building a new production facility. Okay. Um, and then, so that'll be first, and then the uh, experience center will be next. Next yeah, after that. After so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we like that. Production first, look after the wines, and then yeah. uh, get it going. Okay, great. I want to start with the wines. I don't want to run out of time. And I'm going to start with the rosé because uh, you're going to get 100 points for the color from me. I know it's wrong, and we shouldn't be that concerned, but it's such a beautiful color. And yeah. I, I'm so sucked in by this kind of color with rosé. Uh, I, I don't know why. Uh, and it's, if it's any darker than that, I just think, I don't know. Do I really want to drink it? Well, I, I think it takes it back to that classic um, Provence-style, Taval-style yeah. rosé. And it's nice and dry, and it, and it indicates that by the color. So right away, it leads you into, like, this is more the rosé that I'm going to yeah. really want to pair with food. Right? I love so, it. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. So what? what is the grape? What, what have you done with this wine? looks like you haven't done much with it. <laughs> well, it, 2021 kind of... Uh, played our hand with that that way we had we we wanted to whole cluster press uh a lot of this to really limit the skin contact but we we wanted a light color anyway mm-hmm. uh so this is 100 percent estate fruit so off of the uh the road 13 site yeah and that is 54 percent pinot with uh, 46 gamay right that is it. friggin delicious thank you wow <laughs> <laughs> that is just like the perfect balance so for all you people whining about us talking about 2021 and this, that, and the other heat domes and smoke, yeah. this wine is perfection. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. delicious. And uh, so people can buy it. Yeah, it, it was actually just released this past weekend. Yeah, uh, fantastic. 26 a bottle at, at the winery door. It's gorgeous. And uh, really nice and dry. So we only have like, it's, it's under two grams per liter residual yeah. with that right around 6.87 grams uh, TA. So. Yeah, even better. Yeah. I just love it. Uh, well, and, you know, a dry rosé is so much more fun with food, too. I Absolutely. mean, there's so much more on the table that can work with it. So congratulations. And uh, I think it's going to be a big winner. So How would versatile. you describe that? That that was a ballerina slipper, right? Yeah. Is that what you were, you were thinking? <laughs> That's the color, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's so versatile. Like, it'll go everything from um, vegetarian fare right up to a beef burger. I've mm-hmm. had it with... Uh, chicken satay with a peanut sauce and it's, it actually works yeah so well okay uh we're speaking with barkley robinson he's a winemaker of road 13 and he's got himself involved with the young agrarians which i think is fantastic let's set yeah. the stage for young agrarians what is that all about and how can how can young people get involved i guess so that's an organization that really steps into the next generation of farmers in bc and and we really want to do um really support the sustainability of farming in BC and mm-hmm. in and in the Okanagan Valley. So uh, so for the next wine we're going to taste the 74K which is all about, you know, what is done in the vineyard to create this wine. It really made sense to link this up to the young agrarians because it's all about what's done in the vineyard. So everything uh, so for every bottle sold we donate $1 uh, from every bottle to the young agrarians and it really supports farming in bc in the next generation so mm-hmm. that's what it's all about right and the, these are and and how can the kids get involved in that or they would uh, 
what are the programs or how do they get involved? Uh, they would go right Maybe in. Maybe not kids, but Yeah, well, young from adults. all ages, right? So you, you would go into the Young Agrarians website and, and uh, see how you can link in in your communities. And it's fantastic. Fantastic mm-hmm. organization. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and well, you were a psalm yeah. uh, in one stage of your life. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like a farmer now, or not? <laughs> or you're more a winemaker? Or I mean, farmer's kind of a nice thing to be now. Yeah, I mean, I think I wear multiple hats. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a, a farmer 100 percent of the time because yeah. we have a whole viticultural arm that is sure. the farmers. But I love working side by side with them and being in the field and and talking about how we get the grapes from bread burst to yeah. to. To Barry, right? Well, I totally get it because I, you know, I've met a lot of your team, and they yeah. d- it's fascinating to talk to them about what they're doing. Of course, uh, uh, Road Thirteen is part of the uh, of the uh, Von Mandel Empire, some would call, or the iconic wineries. Yeah, uh, but also uh, a big uh, play in organics now too. So absolutely, yeah, hundred percent of our uh, estate vineyards, so fourteen hundred acres now, are hundred percent certified organic grown. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a huge step for us uh, as an organization, and then. Our winemaking is uh, is coming right behind that. And what? Uh, let's do it too. What do you get out of organics, and what do consumers get out of organics? Do you think? Uh, um, twofold. So I mean, obviously, uh, organic viticulture is all about looking after the land. So it is about you know looking after where you're farming for future vintages and mm-hmm. and future decades. But also like the quality of the fruit. Uh, once you switch to organic and you get through that transition period, if it hasn't been organically farmed before that, mm-hmm. you get so much more nuances and so much more complexity to to the yeah. fruit itself. So um, I think you're getting a twofold win. Like yeah. It's fantastic. And you're working in a healthier environment probably yeah. as well. Absolutely. So that's a win-win. And you're looking after the water source, which is so key in yeah. this area. Like yeah. Everything slopes back to that irrigation canal and, and to all our water sources. So you sure. have to be really cognizant of that. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, 74K. Yeah. It's dark. It is. Uh, <laughs> what else is it? <laughs> it's kind of a cool name, too. It's got it a nice is. story. Yeah, so 74K, the name behind that, is basically for our estate vineyards um, on Road 13 and Road 7. If you had have lined all of our vine, our, our vineyard rows end to end, it would be about 74 kilometers. Okay. And so really it pays homage to the vineyard crews that walk that multiple times a year just to do the work in the vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really represents a majority of the grape varieties that we grow in the red spectrum. So this is Merlot Syrah dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a Bordeaux blend with, with two Rhone influences. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. So we got Syrah with, with and With the grapes, they probably should be allowed to grow in Bordeaux and probably will with, yeah. with uh, the change in temperature. But Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So made to be very fruit forward but uh, a nice balance of tannin and uh fairly serious but also very playful and very mm-hmm. open in its youth so yeah yeah tastes great uh 2020 yeah so we've been a lot of people are over the top about 2020 what do you do you, what do you think about that vintage I, I i'm partial to it because it was my first uh bc vintage and, yeah. it, and it was such a a very ripe vintage like it, it was nearly perfect especially if you picked uh, with that acid spectrum in, in mind. So um, I think this wine really showcases that. It has that really ripe fruit note, but it has the acidity mm-hmm. to really carry out the complexity and the finish. So mm. um, I really like the balance on this well, one. Well, I love that you brought two wines, 2021 Rosé, which, you know, we could say in a nice way, it's a simple wine, so delicious, mm-hmm. you know, so much fun to drink. And the 2020, uh, which is a, 
a, a blend. Uh, I mean, you make such you can make so many other bigger you know powerhouse wines yep. at row thirteen. But these wines really demonstrate your ability to make wine. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and they're lovely now, and, and what a pairing. I mean, people, you could pick up a bottle of the Rosé and the 74K, head out to somebody's uh, house and uh, have a hell of an afternoon. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Barkley, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Always great to catch up with you. Likewise. Uh, and uh, get that reno done. So <laughs> Absolutely. <can> party on <laughs> over at Road 13. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Barkley Robinson, he's a winemaker at Road 13 Vineyards. It's our Oliver Soyuz Grape Escape up next. Winemaker Amy Painter from Liquidity Wines in Okanagan Falls joins us. It's BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you'll learn to fall in love with winter all over again. Enjoy mountain adventures. Visit almost 100 wineries, craft breweries, cideries and distilleries and experience world-class locally sourced restaurants. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing winter getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for updates on weather, highways, health advisories, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. BC Food and Wine Radio wants you to join them at the 43rd Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. For a free international festival tasting ticket worth up to $129, book a downtown hotel via stayvancouverhotels.com by May 6th. Details are at vanwinefest.ca. Limited supply, so book now. Come see Anthony Giswandi talking with fine stars in the tasting room at the Vancouver International Wine Festival, May 16th to 22nd. Don't wine and drive. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the East Ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Hello, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and after four decades in the wine business, I know that the wine you like is always the best one for you. Anyone who tells you differently is simply wrong. The trick is how to get there. My advice? Try as many different wines as possible to discover your favorites. We evaluate about 3,000 wines a year at GismondiOnWine.com to help you sort through the clutter in the market, and we make it easy to search through our results. After all, life is way too short to drink bad wine. So why not give us a go at GismondiOnWine.com? Now, back to Burrowing Owl Estate Winery and the Grape Escape. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and welcome to our uh, latest on the road show. It's our Oliver Asuyu's Grape Escape Live from Burrowing Owl Estate Winery on the Black Sage Bench, and our guest is the electric Amy Painter. She's the winemaker from Liquidity Wines in Okanagan Falls. Amy, welcome back to the show. 
Thank you. It's so great to have to be you. here. Uh, I was going to get up and help you in with your 17 liters of water <laughs> that you carry around with you. Is that is that uh, is that the secret? That's the secret. Yeah. yeah. And plus, it's a it's a workout at the same time. It's so you're a workout. All... <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, it's great to see you, and you're you're on the cusp of the release of your first vintage, then. Yes, well, indeed. Give us your quick timeline at Liquidity, then. Uh, so it's actually oh, almost to the day. Been one year since I started uh-huh. at Liquidity. Yeah, 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 it's flowing by. Yeah, um, yeah. Are you allowed to just do what you want when you <laughs> land, or do you, like you 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 inherit wines, you mm-hmm. make wines? How how do you make that transition? Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's important to. Um, be able to put my own spin on the, on the wines that uh, were in the winery when I got there, um, so that they're you know they're true to the site, but also to to who I am as a winemaker as mm-hmm. well. Okay, um, yeah. So 2021, which which is not exactly the vintage of the century <laughs> in BC. I mean, uh, a lot of people had a great time. Other people had a difficult time. Uh, you brought two wines today. Why don't we start with the rosé, which looks like it's escaped everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, uh, I did bring two of my stars of the show, I think, from the 21 uh, Harvest. So the Rosé is actually the first of the 2021s uh, yeah. to be released. So it's out there for people to, to buy and enjoy right now. I'm looking at it, and uh, I go by the saying that you can never be too thin <laughs> or too skinny. <laughs> for Rosé. For Rosé now, don't, don't, uh, yeah. And it looks like you you have brought a skinny looking little rosé, but I, I, I you know I was talking to actually Barkley Robinson about the color of rosé. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks fantastic. It smells even better than it looks. Thank you. Tell us about this rosé. Like what wh- what is your strategy? Yeah, so I mean Provence style rosés are some of my favorites, so mm-hmm. I was definitely going for Why? That. Why? You say Provence. Maybe people don't know exactly what you mean. What what, what is the Provence style? Uh, I don't know. It, to me it's always like to your point of the color, it's really like bright and light and yeah. and almost citrusy rather than kind of that more strawberries and cream spectrum, yep. um, which is definitely uh, where I It's an ethereal go. sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It's elegant. It's beautiful, yeah. you know? It's like you could use it for suntan lotion maybe, but not, or drink <laughs> it, right? Exactly. Something like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so this one's 100% Pinot Noir. Okay. Um, fruit from Okanagan Falls and also from Oliver as well. Mm-hmm. Um, picked specifically for rosé. Um, just a little bit of skin contact time, which is what gives it that really pretty pale color. Stainless so steel pick, fermented. Yeah, pick for rosé meaning what? Sooner or higher acid? Like what, what? Yeah, so at lower sugar levels than what we would usually pick for like table red pinot, right. um, which naturally means it's a bit of a higher acidity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, stainless steel fermented um, and just really nice and bright and citrus forward, which is kind of what I was going for. Oh to me God. in the glass, it's like a ruby red grapefruit. It, yeah. You you nailed it, and it tastes delicious. Uh, it it looks fantastic in the the <laughs> white, even the white capsule. The whole thing is a really nice package. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, what do you think, uh, Chef Phil Tees would would serve with that, or what would you serve with it? Ooh, okay. So for me, this is, I mean, a wine that could probably just be fine on its own, but yeah. um, like a a watermelon and mint and wow. feta cheese salad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah. Something really nice and bright in summer. And if you had to have something bigger, you could have a, like a margarita pizza. Oh, totally. That Absolutely. Could be nice with that. Yeah. But yeah, it just looks like so much fun. What people don't pay too much attention to the temperature and uh, how would you describe the temperature it should be served at? If we didn't have a thermometer, like what what would you say? Mm, um that's actually a really great question. For me, you don't want it too cold, yeah. right? Because you want all of the beautiful aromatics to come out, and they yeah. kind of get hidden away a little bit when they're too cold. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One of my kind of go-to moves is I like touch the bottle to the inside of my wrist, uh-huh. and if it's you know cold but not freezing, yeah, then I feel like it's That's a good it. temperature. Yeah, good for you. Thank you. Lovely wine. Thanks so uh, much. And so this is the 21. It's been released. Yes. People can uh, buy this. The easiest way to buy it is. Uh, at the winery, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Come visit us. Yeah. Definitely. It's and also online? available online. Yeah. 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 Okay. And will we see it in any restaurants in, in the city or is it Um so actually we are gonna be having it available in Vancouver, which is wow. a first for wow. us. How yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very excited for that. Um it is fairly small production, and we do want to make sure that our club members and our guests on site get first allocations of that. So we're, we're mostly keeping it tucked okay. away for ourselves at the winery. <laughs> Perfect. Our guest is Amy Painter. She's the winemaker at Liquidity Wines. Now, you brought a second wine, mm-hmm. also a 2021. Yeah. This is a Viognier Reserve. Yes. Now, we haven't seen this wine, have we? No, it's definitely yeah. it's a new wine for Liquidity and one that I'm really, really excited about. Um, it's fruit from Okanagan Falls, uh, where the Viognier to me is just so unique. It has all of those classic, rich apricot, that concentration that you expect from Viognier, but it has a beautiful acidity to it as well. So you've got all that concentration and then you have, you, you know, you take a sip and it's yeah. vibrant and fresh, um, which I think is very unique. So it's uh, about 50% fruit from Okanagan Falls and 50% fruit from a Soyuz as well. Um, and we used a couple of different really fun fermentation vessels on this wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's concrete, and it's also clay and flora fermented okay. as well. Okay, there you go. <laughs> because it has a bit of that painter electricity, like it's not a cloying style Viognier. Yeah, absolutely. Which is which I really like this style more than the other. So good for you. Wow, that is delicious. So everybody, you know, people are all worried about 2021. There's two great wines from 2021. You can relax, folks. Thank you. Not every wine, that. Not every wine is going to be wrecked by some... Something uh, in the climate in, Absolutely. in 2021. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. So at Liquidity now, uh, let's just talk a bit about the food because you're having these experiences. You yeah. have a restaurant, but how, how would you explain what's going on with food at Liquidity? Yeah, so um, you know we're very fortunate to have some amazing chefs at Liquidity. Um, and food is always kind of like a, a complement to our wine. So mm. the experiences are definitely wine-led, but we um, were able to you know, pair some food with that. Um, we also do a two-course lunch, which is also paired with wines. Okay. Um, so it's really exciting to be able to have um, these amazing dishes to pair with the wines and, and, you know, trying them without the food and then with the food and seeing how that changes the wines. It's one of the greatest experiences. You can sit outside and actually, like, it's it's an incredible view down south. You pretty much oh, can yeah. see down towards the border mm-hmm. from, from uh, Okanagan Falls. Oh, it's a great place to work and yeah. to visit and to be. <laughs> and, and lots of art there, too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some really beautiful pieces up on the wall in the tasting room and, and more to come as well. Well, you're making your own art uh, in the winery, so you, you, you stick with that. Thank you. Uh, and there's lots of arts on the wall. And, of course, the, uh, 
uh, at at the winery itself inside. So uh, best thing is to get online. To you need a, should you have a reservation to do these food experiences and that? Yeah, that- definitely, because they're more of a, a seated tasting experience. So. Um, reservations but we do do some uh, drop-ins if you're in the area come Mm -hmm. visit us amy thanks so much for joining us today thank you so much for having me great wines thank you i appreciate it way to go you have a cork in the viognier we're almost out of time would you put it in screw cap or do you like it in cork ah you know what for for the reserve ones i do like the cork finish i don't know there's the romance about it there you go (laughs) call me (laughs) old-fashioned all right i'm not going to call you (laughs) old-fashioned We've been speaking with Amy Painter. I'll call you the winemaker from Liquidity Wines in Okanagan Falls. And that's it for today's show. Special thanks to our 2022 South Okanagan Oliver Soyuz Grape Escape hosts, the Weiss family, and the entire team here at Brewing Owl Estate Winery. We've really enjoyed our time on the site. Also, big thanks to our on-site producer, Mike Whittingham, our assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, our director of operations, Stu Ferguson, and back home in the BNN 1410 studios, Mr. Dwayne Bishop. There's more next week as we continue our discussions across the South Okanagan at Burrowing Isle State Winery. Until then, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and you've been listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 